your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Snap back, back to throw is Adrian. Step throws toward the end zone. It's high and deflected and then caught. Touchdown by Spielman off of two Maryland defenders' hands. J.D. then just plucked it out of the air for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. <laughs> Sports Nightly during the holidays is presented by the Woodhouse Auto Family. With over 6,000 new and pre-owned vehicles in stock, visit woodhouse.com to browse the entire inventory. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. On the air for the first time in almost a week with Sports Island. We welcome you to the program tonight, and Huskers coming off a third-place finish in the Cayman Islands Classic. Winners today over South Florida, 74-67. Nice little come-from-behind win for the Big Red, down by two at the half. Went to a zone defense, which Doc Sadler, not much known as much of a zone defensive coach, but it seemed to work. Really sh- shut down South Florida for a couple of minutes. Nebraska able to grab the lead, and then they did not give it up. And uh, it was kind of a coming out party for Hanif Cheatham this whole tournament, Ben. He was really good. I'm sure he'll be on the all-tournament team when it gets released later tonight. Uh, he led Nebraska at 26 today, and just a tremendous uh, game by the senior transfer, Hanif Cheatham. Yeah, he's just too good of a player to not have an impact on this team. Um, you know, I think in terms of versatility, he's probably the best guy Nebraska has. Uh, you know, moving the ball, shooting, taking the ball to the rim uh, defensively. And as poor as the, they are at rebounding, he might be one of Nebraska's better rebounders. So um, I think it was a you know, a little bit of an outlier, those first games that he didn't have, you know, great impact. But his experience – uh, his leadership, he's going to be on the floor a lot. And when you're on the floor that much and, and you're that good of a player, the stats are going to start falling. And it was great to see him take over the game today. Uh, offensively, of course, very efficient, made some foul shots and defensively as well. So definitely a big part to what this team's going to do this year. Huskers go 2-1 and one in the Grand Caymans. They beat Washington State on Monday night, lose to George Mason, who's about ready to tip it off in the championship game. That was the semifinals. And then come back and beat an AAC team in South Florida in this game. As as well as Cheatham play, I thought Deshaun Burke had a really good tournament as well. He had 21 in this game. He got off to that great start in the George Mason game yesterday. Um, he has really been – he had a good trip down south. Yeah, I think that's – you know, when it comes to Deshaun, uh, I think this, that's kind of what, what you're going to see. You know, those spurts where he's unstoppable – um, you know, he, he's a very emotional player. You know, he's, he, he goes by his gut. He goes by, you know, the natural flow of the game and, and how things feel to him. And, you know, you've seen at different points he can take over a game. He, he's electric fast, uh, sometimes too fast. He speeds things up and takes unnecessary risks on the defensive end of the floor sometimes and can play a little out of control. But when he uses that energy uh, to play within himself and to play within – the confines of what Coach Hoiberg wants him to do. He's a dangerous player. And, you know, you've seen he can get to the rim and he can shoot too at times. And I think in terms of on-ball defense, he's the, the, the one guy that Nebraska really wants uh, on the best guard and on the best ball handler and, and the guy that's going to try and make things happen for the other team. I think he's the best that Nebraska has. I think you have to feel good about this tournament for Nebraska. I mean, I, you go down and you obviously want to win the thing. But to get two wins over a Pac-12 school and an AAC school, I think, you know, the way this season began for Nebraska, all of a sudden you look up, the Huskers have won four of their last five. Um, the Southern game happened since we've been on the air with Sports Island. That that was a scary overtime win on Friday. But to go down there and get two wins, I think for this team, as cobbled together as it was to put this group together, I, I think Fred Hoiberg and the coaches have to feel like we're making steps in the right direction with what, what took place over the last three days. Yeah, I mean, I think you go back to how the season started with UC Riverside, and you're, you're, you're pleased with two wins at this tournament. I know the level of competition isn't as good as some of these other tournaments that we're watching right now, but Nebraska uh, isn't on the same level as these programs right now. This is all a learning experience for this team. And, you know, I think uh, – you take every game as it comes, as a, as a lesson, as a teaching lesson, and as a point of improvement. 
And if you can, you know, rack up some wins here and there in your process, that's great. But, you know, ultimately you're building the foundation right now and you're doing it on the fly. You're figuring out who's going to be your guys that can take over games, who can you trust in certain situations. Uh, you know, all that stuff is, is coming into play. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the record isn't – we knew wasn't going to be sparkling this year, but you start the year with a blowout loss at home to UC Riverside and you go on the road and, look, I know George Mason isn't the – what the 2017 that they were or 2014 I think it was that they were Jim Laranega yeah Jim Laranega's team the final four team that beat UConn in the elite eight they're not that team uh USF isn't isn't great and you know Washington State certainly had their struggles but those are name brand schools and you can go there and get a few wins while you're while you're learning that's obviously a good thing so, Huskers get it done again, 74-67 over South Florida. If you have some thoughts about that, we can cover that throughout the program tonight. Here's what we have on our Wednesday edition of Sports Sunday. Coming up in hour number two, it is our Nebraska football show for the week. Defensive backs coach Travis Fisher will be in studio to take your calls, your comments, your questions. As Nebraska coming off of a victory over Maryland, 54-7, to the Huskers win that game. Hour number three, we'll have by sell and our practice report. The head coach met with the media today. And that was it. That was the last time anybody will be uh, open to the media until kickoff on Friday for the Black Friday game between Nebraska and Iowa, which kicks off at 1.30. We have not had a show since the Huskers game on Saturday against Maryland. And, wow, what a, what a shot in the arm that thing was for the football program, for the fan base. I, I mean, I think we all needed something like that just to kind of cleanse the palate and it was a dominant performance by the Big Red as they went up and in all three phases just absolutely hammered Maryland on a overcast, dreary day in College Park. But that felt good. And, and you were around the locker room an awful lot after the game ended. You could see an awful lot of smiles on guys' faces. Yeah, I mean, I sure wish games like that happened more often, you know. And unfortunately, Nebraska's been on the other side of far too many of those in recent years. And uh, where you're walking out of there – you know feeling the opposite but yeah man that was a good feeling and you know to just kind of relax in that fourth quarter sit back and just you know anticipate what this next week was going to be like watch some guys that don't get a lot of snaps play um you know hopefully build some confidence all that stuff was such a positive and and obviously the happy flight home was was great as well you know just walking down to to our seats in the back of the plane and looking the smiles on those faces of the of the players when we're walking by was really really good and you know the coaches too and I think the the confidence and belief with what happened against Maryland coupled with all the factors that's making Iowa interesting on Friday should make for a really good game on Black Friday no doubt I mean Nebraska's given themselves a chance by beating Maryland to become bowl eligible with a victory on Friday over their rival the Iowa Hawkeyes and uh, you know I just I felt like Nebraska was probably going to beat Maryland on Saturday, but no way, shape, or form could you have imagined that kind of a spread. In fact, you go back to the betting line on that thing and open up with Nebraska almost a touchdown favored. By kickoff, it was down to four points. So nobody thought Nebraska would go in and just blow Maryland out. Um, you were on the sideline. It was One, the body language of Maryland was terrible, particularly after Nebraska got the early fumble and quickly turned it into points. Maryland's body language went real south. But Nebraska, certainly, who hadn't won in six weeks, you didn't feel like they would just come in and stomp somebody. But to the Oscars' credit, to Scott Frost, the coaches, they had them ready to go. And even though Nebraska had a bunch of guys dealing with the a virus of some sort that kept some guys, in, in the case of Garrett Nelson, even off the field the entire day. Nebraska gutted through that and just uh, put a put a spanking on the Terps on Saturday. And, you know, at one point we saw Dedrick Mills sprint to the locker room. You know, he was out for about 15 minutes doing whatever he was doing in the locker room. And, um, yeah, it, it, again, it was a situation where he showed up and, you know, we heard maybe Luke McCaffrey would play wide receiver and – kind of getting rumblings of how they were just going to make this thing work but you're right you know it was I've never seen a team quit like I have Maryland I mean it was in the first quarter even where these you could just tell these guys didn't want to be out there and, and it's sad because it's senior it was their senior day uh it was a night game at home and they had no interest in that game so credit to Nebraska for putting it to them um you know, the the skeptic in me was a little concerned after Adrian threw that pick. 
uh, I thought, oh, boy, this this can't be the start of it. But credit the defense for stepping up and getting the ball right back after that. And, you know, Nebraska, for the most part, handled their business. Uh, you know, you want to nitpick a couple of things here and there. But, you know, to put it on put it on a, a conference opponent, nonetheless, was was really a nice sign. And, uh, you know, you hope you can you can use that as juice this week on a short week. Tonight, it's the Nebraska Football Show, right here on the Husker Sports Network. Back to throw is Aiden Smith, steps throw, pass, picked off, intercepted. It's picked off by Lamar Jackson. He's to midfield, and he goes down at the 48-yard line of Northwestern. Lamar Jackson gets his second pick of the year. A weekly look inside the Cornhusker football program. Under center, play action fake, back to throw, looking to take a shot downfield. Scrambling to the near side. He's going to get hit and brought down another sack for Nebraska. Cam Taylor Britt with a sack. Tonight, defensive backs coach, Travis Fisher. Two wideouts left, one on the near side. Snap back to Plummer, looking to the near side. Holt throws the deep fade pass. Pass is intercepted. Lamar Jackson picks it off. It was intended for David Bell. Jackson's third pick of the season, the fifth of his career. Brought to you by Channel Seeds. Find your Channel Seedsman at channel.com. Sponsored in part by your Midwest Ford dealers. Visit online at buyfordnow.com. Now here's the host of the Nebraska Football Show, the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Thank you. Welcome to our Nebraska Football Show for the week and night earlier because the Huskers play a day earlier this week and tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and so we're not going to do a show on Thanksgiving night. Nebraska getting ready for the Iowa Hawkeyes on Friday, 1.30 for the Black Friday game. Final game. God, I can't believe it's the final game of the regular season. These years just fly by. Uh, but, boy, last Saturday was fun. Huskers a 54-7 to winner over the Maryland Terps. And, Coach, congratulations. I mean, there was so much to like of that game. And I just like seeing the smiles on our guys' face after that thing was over. Uh, so did I. It was awesome to see those guys running around, the players running around, and very enthusiastic during the game, getting on each other's hat, um, just flying around, making plays, and being happy. Been happy to play another football game, thankful for the opportunity, and, and, and having a bunch of fun. You guys forced four fumbles. The big one was the first one right out of the gate, their first drive. It sets up the offense at the 12-yard line, and that was play. Markell picked it up. DiCaprio forced a fumble. Both of your guys in your room made that play. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's very important that we run to the football, and that Markell got rewarded for running to the football on that play. Um, and so we, we practice it, you know, um, we talk about it a lot. It was just a matter of time of it happening in a football game, and it kind of gave us a spark in the, fourth, in, the fourth, in the first quarter. Probably you had the four turnovers. Maybe could have been more. Had a couple of interceptions that maybe should have been caught by guys. Yeah, I mean. JoJo dropped one, I remember. I saw seven. I saw seven to eight turnovers in wow. that game. I mean, DiCaprio could have had a, another two interceptions. Yeah. Um, Markel dropped one. Um, so uh, we left three out there. I think we ended up getting three or four. Uh, turnovers, but four, four yeah. turnovers, but we left another three or four out there. So uh, we got a lot to build on. That's something I know you guys as a staff have talked so much about since you've been here about becoming a defense that forces those turnovers. And you've had some games where they've been there for you. It just hasn't been consistent week to week. Yeah, and it's, it's always every every week has been something that we wanted to correct and then got better at. And here's something else and. Haven't really had a chance this this season to really put it all together. I think last week was the first time that we had a chance to kind of put a lot of things together. And, and it's still not the way you want it to be, but it still give us some hope going into this game and make us feel pretty good, really good, going into this game this week. You you've tweaked your secondary a little bit here the last couple of weeks. DiCaprio's sitting back in that safety spot a little bit. How'd that come about? Yeah, that's one of the things I talked about when I first got the job here, and I wanted to have a very div- – diverse group and put guys in situations in practice in the spring when we first started and be uh, more of a cross training DB room right. where I put safeties at corners, corners at safeties, nickels at safeties, nickels at corner because of this situation. You know, Deontay goes down the first game of the season and then I started shuffling guys around and, and, and the thing about it is no one ever uh, fractured because of it. Guys just move right in those next spots. Um, Knew the playbook, um, didn't have a problem with it. DiCaprio is playing safety. He goes in, first play of the game, you know, creates, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just no missing, missing, missing. No missing a beat. Yep. Yeah. 
Markel's been pretty solid for you. And Coach Frost alluded to this last week that he's been playing hurt the last couple weeks, but he's still been out there. I don't hardly ever remember that kid coming off the field all year. I must respect for that kid. I mean, he's he's playing hurt every week. I mean, he's banged up. Um, first time being a full-time starter, he's banged up. He's been banged up for about five weeks now. And he keeps stepping up. He keeps coming out there, and he keeps showing up to practice every day. And, um, you know, I got a bunch of respect for Markel, and, and he has another year of football and look forward to continue to um, to graduate um, with a skill level. Cam Taylor-Britt, another guy that's been playing hurt for you pretty much all year. Yep. So I've been having a pretty banged-up room. Yeah. So Cam has been a soldier for me this year. He's been banged up with a shoulder, uh, you know, but he's been playing through it, man. I mean, he's been – He's been doing what he got to do during the week of getting treatment, and they've been doing a great job of giving giving him treatment um, and, and the staff downstairs, and Cam's been showing up. So, you know, those guys have been playing for me and giving it giving it the, their 100. When you shifted DiCaprio to safety and moved Cam to a corner, mm-hmm. which it looks like he's pretty comfortable playing out there for you. Yep, that's the way we practice. So at any point of the practice, I've moved a, one guy from one position to another. And that's why I do it. So if it happens to me in a football game, now I don't panic. The kids don't panic. We can just keep rolling. Coach Fisher with us tonight, 866-HOSKER-1, 866-487-5371, the number if you want to dot us up with a comment or question. Huskers getting ready for the Iowa Hawkeyes coming up on Friday, 1.30 game against a team that's really physical. I'm going to ask you more about Iowa a little bit later on, but it is going to be senior day, and you've got a handful of them in your room, and, and the one who I think is a pretty nice success story for you is Lamar Jackson, how much he's grown up since you walked in the door two years ago. Yeah, Lamar, it's, it's, I'm so – if it's one player in my room that I'm so um, happy to see blossom, it's Lamar Jackson. I'm just talking about a mentality, just the mentality piece of it. Uh, maturity level is is very high. Um, he's the rock in the room. I mean, he's a breath of fresh air in the room as well. Uh, he shows up every day. He's fired up every day. Um, and he's out there doing things that a lot of people haven't seen him do since he's been here in his career and, and he's tackling and he's making plays and he's causing fumbles like he did last week and um, he's playing physical and then and, and encourage him to finish off um, that way this week you know it'll be a, it'll be a, it's a sad time those those college careers and you lived it when you were a player how quickly those things go by I mean you come you, you get here as a freshman you think I'm going to be here forever and then the next thing you know you're a senior and you're about done yeah, you, you blink you blink twice it's over yeah. man yeah you blink twice it's over and then you know um it's always a nice thing to see those guys when they come in but man you wish you had them for two more right. years on, on the way out on the way out so that's kind of how I feel about you know the seniors I have in my room now I wish I had them for two more. Eric Lee's another guy who he's had his trials and tribulations here. You've moved him around some. He's played some safety. Came in when Deontay got hurt and had a big game against South Alabama. I think he had a pick six in that game. But that's a guy that's hung in there and tried to get himself better week after week. Yeah, he's been he's been also awesome in the room. I mean, he's been at corner. He's been pretty much every position. He's, yep. You know, and now he's playing safety and he's been a been excellent for us this this year. Used him in pretty much every game. And definitely we use him this week, and he's having a great attitude um, about his minutes in the game. And, um, you know, he's another kid I wish I had another two years here. That was one of those guys I wish you'd have had him from the get-go because right. I think his career might have been, would have been different. Avery Anderson's another senior, has not gotten on the field a lot. Jeremiah Stovall, who was put on scholarship earlier this fall by Coach Frost, which is a cool thing for him. He's been a big player on special teams his whole time here in Nebraska. Yeah, special teams demon, man. He's, he's you know, when – the special teams part of practice, usually you have your starters, you think they're going to take a break, and that part of practice where, you know, guys, oh, man, I'm not on this right now. I'm going to get me some water. Stovall, that's when he – that's when he, that's his part of practice. So he takes a lot of pride in being on special teams and being that special team demon force and doing a great job. You have a couple guys like that. Stalbert has been that way this year. Sullivan's played well. Reed Carroll's made some special teams. Those guys have all contributed to I this have, team. I have no player in my room that doesn't contribute in the game. And and every player in the room um, is held accountable for making us better in that room. So uh, whether it's special teams, whether it's any type of way you can contribute in the football game, or well, being a great teammate on the sideline. 
I'd like to invite you to donate today to the Woodhouse Backpack Challenge and help secure meals for hungry children across the community. Go visit woodhouse.com slash foodbank to donate and support Food Bank for the Heartland Backpack Program. We're going to hear more about that uh, coming up tomorrow night on the program. We're really proud of Woodhouse being able to do that. Travis Fisher with us for about another eight or nine minutes. 866-HUSKER-1, 866-487-5371. Bob tweeted at me, Coach, and said, I haven't asked you about Eli Sullivan, who's played a lot of football for you this fall. Talk about Eli. Sully. You saw Sully a few games, a bunch of games. Yeah. I mean, Sully is in the rotation. I mean, doing a great job. You're talking about a kid that walked on here and – is working his behind off and he's and it's paying off and hey I'm I'm not I'm one of those coaches that hey like I said you got open ears and and then you can go out there and do exactly what I'm asking you to do and you're gonna play in a football game and he done a done a great job he's helped us out in a few games making some big plays and then um, he's gonna continue to do, do that for us. You've got a pretty good mix of scholarship guys and walk-on guys. Treat them all the same. Pretty Treat much. Treat them all the same. Treat them all the same. All of them. Come in all and work same. hard, and, and your best guy gets it. Yep. You can ask a, scho- a, a scholarship guy and a walk-on guy in my room. You won't tell the difference. You won't know the difference. Reed Carroll's another guy that's been Reed getting Carroll some time is on another. Some he's the rock in the room. Yep, he's the rock in the room. So. Those guys are good because they it means so much to them. They can teach guys about the tradition, what means what's important around here, and it's good for those guys to be a part of the, the football team, and I know you appreciate them as well. Mentioned you have a special guest with you. Brought the family down here tonight. Brought a little celebration down, Thanksgiving. Got, got the, the family down. Anytime I can get a chance to spend time with. This is a good-looking young man right here. This is, what's your name? TJ. TJ. Hi, TJ. How old are you, TJ? Three. We're still working on getting the right hands up, but he is three. I <laughs> There he goes. He's got it now. Good-looking young guy. There's a lot of young youngsters up in that football office. You guys need like a daycare up there. You got all those families having young babies and oh, stuff man, right now. We all got little kids, so there's kids <laughs> running around the building. But, you know, that's great for our players because they get a chance to see us be dads. And how do they treat TJ? The guys do a good job with him? TJ is TJ is a celebrity in the building. He everybody knows about TJ. He's a celebrity in my room. I yeah, say. I bet. Everybody knows about TJ. So. <laughs> right, TJ? Who's your favorite TJ got a favorite player on the team yet? Who's your favorite guy? Now his tongue's tied. I mean. <laughs> Very good. But you guys, you, you have to sneak in family time anytime you can. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. This is a tough life. I mean, I feel sorry for my wife right now. She's doing all the, she's doing all the, uh, the stuff on wives. Yeah, she's at living the mommy and daddy life right now. So, um, you know, but whenever I get a chance to, you know, to spend some time. Get some free time. You got to do it. When TJ is not asleep, yeah. you got to do it. Now he's three. He's not sleeping. The, the naps aren't as much anymore. Yeah. Let's head back to the phones. Mike in Grand Island, you're up with Coach Fisher. Good evening. Hey, thank you. I Just a uh, real quick comment. I want I appreciate what you said about you learning, you know, what football was like when you came up here. That means a lot for me as a longtime fan. And I just have a quick question. Uh, when you see a player, like, give up because they're getting beat too bad or just for whatever reason during a game, how frustrating or upsetting is that as a coach? And I'll hang up and listen to your comment. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, it is frustrating. It's, it's very frustrating to answer your question, to see a kid give up because of um, some short-time failure. You know, I want to call it short-time failure because it is short-time failure. Um, but that's when you, that's when the coach come in you. That's when it comes out. That's when you put your arms around them. Um, maybe in a different setting. Maybe I got to put, I got to get them off the field right now and then put someone else in so we can play football and then get my arms around them. But, um, that's when you do that because that's when they know you, that's when they know that you got their back because you're going to have failure playing football and failure looks different. In everybody, it's not failure doesn't look the same way. Every time someone fails, it doesn't look the same. Some people fail and going full speed. Some people fail and they're going not full speed. All right, but it's failure. All right, so it looks different ways. It comes in different forms. And but what you do as a coach, and what I like to do as a coach is, if I got to get them off the field at that at that time, like what you're saying, explaining, then I got to get someone else in. All right, but that's when I got to get my arms around them, though. You know. And then uh, get it throughout the week. 
So, I, and I've had that. You know, I've had that from a lot of players and players here too as well. When your guys make a mistake, a lot of times the scoreboard changes because you're the last line of defense. 100%. And so, I mean, that's that's hard. I mean, that's that's a blow because no, nobody wants to give up a play that scores points, but that's the position. I mean, that's what you guys do. You're the last line of defense. Yeah. I mean, when my guys – just like you said, when my guys make a mistake, when my, game, when my guys make a mistake, it's highlighted. I right. mean, it's a 100% highlighted, um, you know, so, but that's my job. That's my job. I understand it. I mean, I totally understand it. I played it. Um, but that's why it's so important because you know that. You know that you're going to make that. You know if you make a mistake, it's highlighted. Because, because it's like that, that's why you don't take plays off in practice. Because that translates to the game. It translates to the game. When you make a mistake in the game, it's touchdown. That's why you don't do anything half speed. And that's me being the preacher in practice. That's what I'm preaching. But, you know, I got to get it through to them. They got to understand it. A lot of times, you know, you want those, you want kids to, to fail in practice. You don't want them to fail during the football game. Um, so um, if they're going to fail, you want them to fail in practice because there's no scoreboard, you know. Um, but that's just that's the nature of the business sure. that's the nature of the business and it's hey it's, I, I'm not going to say it's unfair because that's the position you know it's a big money position that's the position so um, that's what the job you know entitles you to do and you got to have tough skin to play defensive back Think you can guess the Huskers score? Submit your prediction with the NEX guess on Facebook.com slash Huskers, and you could win a $200 gift card courtesy of Nebraska Crossing. All right, you got about inside of 48 hours before the game. What are some of the last messages you want your guys to hear you say between now and kickoff on Friday? Uh, the work is done. You know what you're doing. Uh, you prepare for this. Um, go out and be you. Don't be scared to make a mistake. Um, don't think, overthink. Um, be very confident, very confident in your job and play fast, all right? And that's just on the good scale because I'm on the radio show playing against Iowa, but um, that won't be what I will say when I see that other color on the side of the field. You know, revs it up then, doesn't it? Oh yeah. So um, it's always week. it's always an emotional day. We got about a minute left. It's always an emotional day because it's senior day. So for some guys, last time they're going to come out of that tunnel, last time they're going to be in that stadium with that crowd, there's some emotions that should be flying around on Friday. No doubt about it. Senior day, and the temperatures will be the temperature will be what 100. A lot of guys' hearts this week. So appreciate you coming in. Happy Thanksgiving Thank to you. Thank you for family. having me on the show. Thank you. you. Let's go get them on Friday. Amen. Travis Fisher with us here on our football show for the night. Sports Highly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. Huskers at 1.30 on Friday against Iowa. Pre-game coverage begins at 8.30 with the opening drive. We have another hour of Sports Highly coming up next. Come on back. This is the Husker Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You're listening to Sports Nightly. It's time to buy or sell. Buy sell is brought to you by Famous Dave's, your perfect catering choice for business lunches, meetings, weddings, parties, and more. Treat your guests to authentic smoked daily barbecue, made from scratch sides, and award-winning desserts. Famous Dave's, we do catering right. Now here's the hosts of Buy or Sell, Tim Curran Sold. and Josh Hilkeman. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we played with this version of Buy or Sell, but Greg, you missed it last week. It was the 
first uh, title, first end of the first season with the uh, Ben and Nate version of Bicel, and Nate took away a championship. So, congrats to him. Nate's on fire. He's still he's also leading our Big Ten pick segment too. So yeah, it's the year of Nate. Exactly. Nate's just strutting around the office. Yep, year of Nate. It is. Well, we played a couple of weeks ago with uh, the two of you guys, and I. I missed it. I was working volleyball, and so it was Brett and Tim, and I heard that they didn't take it easy on you guys. They they went after it. <laughs> well, Tim Tim just – he's not a man of wasted words. No. So, you know, anytime we have anything to say, he doesn't like it and, uh, you know, just tries to hurry the process along. I'm like so. a caged lion back here. I keep me penned up I wouldn't up say until... caged. <laughs> he's a lion on well, the they, loose. they let it loose during buy sell. Oh, and, and Brett is just the, waits for the to drop the hammer yep. anytime he can. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, well, I probably won't be dropping very many hammers. That's what I'm here for. I'll keep things Checks and balance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping things even here. So let's jump into the answers that we have. And we actually have a couple of uh, answers to questions we asked a long time ago. The first one from March 6th of this year. It was an MLB future question. And we asked buy or sell if Mike Trout and Bryce Harper would both win the MVP this, se- MVP this season or neither would. The answer was a sell as it was a split. Trout won the AL. Cody Bellinger won the NL. So that was a sell. Ben, you sold it and were right. Greg, you're wrong with a buy. Did we call our shots? I, n- I didn't write it down oh, okay. if, if you did. So there was no extra points on the line. Very good. So, Man, Bryce Harper, what a tough year for Bryce Harper. Yeah. Not only statistically, but to watch the Nationals win a World Series the year after you're gone. <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> yeah, got to be not, it. Well, he won this conference. We brought a championship back to D.C., yeah. I, here's the thing, though. It's, life is not tough if you're Bryce Harper. That's He's true. making yeah. enough money. It's, he is it's getting fine. booed. He did get booed a lot. Yeah. yeah. Must be tough. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> boo, Tim. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Took a shot to the ego there. Moving on to Husker <laughs> men's basketball. is a feature question asked all the way back in June the 19th of 2019. Buy or sell that Nebraska would be plus seven or better at the Cayman Islands Classic. The answer, it was a sell. They were minus one. Uh, they won by 11. Then they lost by 19. And then now, uh, just uh, today, they won by seven points. Uh, Greg and Ben, though, both wrong with the bye. A little too optimistic on the Huskers. Wow. And if they would have just kept the, the wheels on the track in the last George five minutes yesterday. Yeah. Probably yeah. Who won that? Is that thing over? Uh, good question. I don't know. It's probably close. I'm, I'm dial- you guys continue. I'll yeah. dial it up good. here. Okay, thanks. I, it is interesting, though. The Huskers go 2-1, and one, and yet they were minus one yeah. in scoring for the wow. tournament. Crazy. So... Uh, let's move along to questions that we asked the last time we played two weeks ago, uh, and this was from Husker Football. By or sell that there would be at least 130 offensive plays from scrimmage in the game against Wisconsin. That was a sell, only 126. Ooh. So it came close within four, but it was a sell. You guys were both sellers, and you were both great. Yeah, I feel like the Huskers had way more plays than, than maybe we thought they would. It was it was 66 to 60, so yeah, that Wow. Was in the ballpark. Close. But Good not, line. Not quite. Let me update a score for you. Sure. George Mason, 66. New Mexico State, 62 with eight seconds left. Ooh. Wow. Thriller. So Patriots. Mason. Yeah. Good It'll stuff. Go down in history. Love it. Uh, got a Husker volleyball one. Buy or sell that Nebraska would win at least four sets in their matches against Minnesota and Wisconsin. Well, the answer ended up being a sell. They only won three. They went five cents against Minnesota and won it, but they were swept by the Badgers. Greg and Ben, again, both wrong with the buys. Man. Sorry. I feel great about that yeah, after yeah. Friday they night. Yeah. One. They just needed one set, yeah. and they came close in all three sets. Like, they ha- yeah. had the lead at least at one point in all those, so crazy. Uh, moving on to a Husker basketball combo question by our cell that the men's and women's basketball team at Nebraska would be a combined plus 90 through November 22nd. Five games total there. I think you guys nailed the line. The the line, yes, it was right in the neighborhood. It was a buy, plus 95. So they went five points over. The overtime game was Southern for the men. Yeah, men's basketball was plus 24 in that span. Women's basketball was plus 71, so they did the heavy lifting. Oh, man. But that was was part of the the equation there. You you knew that they had some cupcakes on the schedule, and they they took care of business. What a line. Yeah, plus 95, so buy, and you guys both bought it, and you were both right. What season is this? This is season 11, this I is, I mean, you don't make 11 seasons worth of lines. Oh, no, this is season 12. I'm sorry. Season, you don't make, yeah, this is. You, <laughs> you, you, guys are, you guys are experienced now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, we still have some some uh, <laughs> ones that slip through the cracks. <laughs> Vegas messes up, too, every now and well, again. Yeah. It's true. They didn't pick the Huskers plus 41 or whatever, whatever minus 41 on Saturday. True. 
Moving on to college football, by ourselves in Minnesota or Baylor would win in their games against Iowa and Oklahoma. Well, the answer ended up being a sell. Uh, Minnesota, of course, they lost to the Hawkeyes 23-19. That was their first loss of the year. And then Baylor, oh boy, did they lose. They lost 34-31, a total disaster collapse to the Sooners. Uh, Greg and Ben, though, both bought it, both wrong yet again. With Whoa. Easy. <laughs> Is Brett back there? What the heck? I know. Yeah. Oh, hey. You guys, have lo- you guys have bought every answer I've I've read off and both got it wrong. So you guys are very consistent. I'll give you that. That's yeah. true. Yeah, last I mean, three. at least we've been the same. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. How about that? Minnesota and Baylor both losing close games. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, sticking with college football, buy or sell that the losing team in the Georgia Georgia Auburn game would be held to 13 points or fewer. The answer was a sell, but barely. Auburn was a losing team. They lost to Georgia 21-14. to 14. So wow. they got oh, there man. by one point. Again, so, great line. Right on the money there. You guys both sold it, though, and you're both right. You're, the lines are close, but you know which side to be on, at least Ooh, when... At least for your questions. Yeah, right. Not All right, for teams. Tim, what do we got? You got another college football one by ourselves that there would be at least 63 points <laughs> or 1,000 total yards in the Ohio State-Penn State game on November the 23rd. The answer ended up being a sell, 45 points, and just 644 yards, so uh, not even close. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That was a line that was not yeah. close. Bring and Ben, both correct with the sell. How'd that feel? To, how'd that taste <laughs> coming out of your mouth? Not good. Hey, I got it right, too, so I'm, I'm just perfectly fine with that. You yeah. know, I'll take it. There you go. A couple more answers here. This one from the NFL by ourselves at the winning starting quarterback in the Browns-Steelers game from that Thursday night football game that turned in to be an infamous one would throw for at least 250 yards. That was a sell. The Browns won 21-7. Baker Mayfield was on that winning team, but he only had 193 yards passing. And so it was a sell. Greg, you sold it and were right. Ben, wrong with a buy. Man, I feel like he had a bunch in that first Early. quarter. He did. Yeah, he did. Well, he threw, did he throw for four touchdowns or three? Uh, I, I don't know. He, had a, he threw yeah. it for a bunch of touchdowns too yep yeah i remember that i remember when mason rudolph used to have a head (laughs) (laughs) good stuff uh wrapping up with an nba question by ourselves that the clippers would win at least four of their first five games paul george would play in this season the answer was a bye they lost the first game he played in uh, but have won six straight since so, Greg, you got it right with the buy, but then you doubted Paul George and paid for it. You sold it and got it wrong. Well, yeah, I think that first game Kawhi didn't play. Right. Yep. So I, I felt good about it. No, yeah. That, he had a chance, but they, they've been on a winning streak since. So, uh, Greg, you get that one right, and you had a week that was just one better than Ben, 6 of 10 on the week. Ben, you were 5 of 10. Yeah. And Ben, your lead now drops to two, 32 to thirty. Ooh, wow, nail biting time. So when does this one go till? We so the way that we do this fall season is the last week, the week that we hand out a winner is after the college football national championship okay. game. So we'll we what, have six weeks left, right? And yeah. I, I don't know how many times we'll play in between. Probably two or three times at least. But well, um, no, no, sh- no, no show next, next week because right. Husker basketball. And yeah. then I know that there's a couple weeks where we'll each of you are gone. But yeah, there and stuff. But yeah, yeah. we'll have. We'll we'll make sure that you know the last time we play before before the end of the season. Very good. Yeah. It being the fall, you know, we're going head to head with all the other networks and stuff. We got the premiere. Was that the television schedule? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's just bury that hatchet. Uh, Husker football starting out this week. Buy or sell that there are at least five sacks in the Nebraska Iowa game. Both teams included in that there. Lots of big mats to be handled out depending mm. on how this goes. Let's see. Five sacks. Five, Five sacks. I mean, what, uh, the question that I have is how the weather is going to influence <laughs> yeah, the play, play calling, calling yeah. on this. Um, man, I think that's like right on the money. I'm going to sell it. I could see four happening pretty easily. I think five is 50-50, and I'll say the weather's the kicker, so I'll sell it. Okay. It's a really good line. I was giving up 1.7 a game. Yeah. But Nebraska's kind of in the same boat, so... I'm gonna sell it too. I think it's just. A, I, I bet it's gonna. I think it's gonna land at four. Yeah. All right. Very good. 
Let's stick with Husker football for this next one. Buy or sell that Nebraska makes at least 46 yards worth of field goals against Iowa. So it could be on one kick. It could be on two. could be on three if there's three really short ones. But Who's going to be kicking? Right. Will it be Waldock or Pickering Friday? So it's Nebraska, not Iowa. Right. I, you it's know, Iowa Nebraska. leads the country. Yeah, he's got like goals. 27 made field goals. Yeah, or something. leads the country. Like that. That's a lot of field goals. And we just played a team that had, had attempted four. <laughs> Maryland had attempted four field goals all year. 46 yards. Worth of field goals, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Okay. 46. Uh, man. I'm going to... I'm going to buy it, too. The reason is Nebraska struggled in the red zone. Yeah. Um, and they really only need two basic, basically chip shots sure. to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to buy it. Okay. All right. Got a Husker volleyball one for you. Buy or sell that Nebraska earns a spot on the left side. I assume that means the good side <laughs> of the NCAA tournament wow. bracket. I guess left – wouldn't it depend on – no, never mind. I don't it's know. As you're looking at the yeah. bracket, is it on the upper left what or if you have it upside lower down, left? You know? Then you're looking at it wrong. <laughs> so is Nebraska on the left side of the bracket? Right. Yes. Oh, God. That's <laughs> awesome. That's expertly a crafted question. It's a, it's a 50-50 question here. Because we don't know who's – like you can say – you can guess what region they're going to go to, but you don't know what yeah. team is – you know, it's like – I mean, you can kind of guess, but you don't <laughs> really just, know. Left side, strong side. <laughs> I'm buying it. Buying it. All right. So we're going to be the six or seven seed, and we'll be on the right side of the bracket. Right side. Okay. All right. Love it. <laughs> Stick Would it. you have picked the right if I picked the right? Nope. I was going right. <laughs> I was going right all along because I don't think we're going to be – we're not – because the left side should be one, four, five, and then eight, nine. I think we're yeah. going to be the six or seven overall seed. Yeah, there you go. I have to say, you guys have some serious methodology worked out back there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no matter the I, question, I'm just yeah. like, I go with my gut and I don't look back. Didn't pay off me this week. <laughs> don't let me down, weeks, Gary Bertier. <laughs> Tim, did you get that reference or have you not seen Remember the Titans? I have seen Remember the Titans, but it's been a while. Have so you I, seen I have Moneyball? I have not seen Moneyball. <laughs> We're You're going to lose on-air privileges until you, uh, until you watch that movie. It's part of my shtick now at this okay, point. Okay, Tim, look, here's to. the deal. You've got a long break. From Thanksgiving to whatever well, to Friday to get it done. <laughs> I stuck my to neck not, out yeah. for this guy to do a movie segment. He can't. He doesn't even watch Here's, some of the premier sports he's, movie. He's punted that <laughs> opportunity right. away. I, I gotta get. I'm, I'm gonna try to see this weekend Ford versus Ferrari. Nice. It's really good. I think right. Linda in our office has seen it. Great to go sneak and see Frozen Two while no one else is looking. Just wants to see it. <laughs> my wife wants to go see Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Well, Tom Hanks oh, yeah. is in it. I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Tom Hanks. Have you heard of Tom no. Hanks? I have heard Tom Hanks. <laughs> Jeez. Is he a money ball? <laughs> no, he's not a money ball. That's good. Oh, well, let's get back on track here. Uh, Husker Volleyball with another question here. Buy or sell that Nebraska is at least plus 30 in the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. How many ever sets that ends up being? Yep, buy it. Bye. Wow, you guys are. Confident. I believe. I believe in Husker volleyball this time of year. I mean, yeah. Fair a enough. Advocating for yeah, playing devil's advocate though, I would say that usually there's at least one set that kind of goes awry. Yeah. And it's not that they lose the match, but they just kind of are figuring things out and tinkering still in the first and second round. But you guys have your answers in. Tim. All right, got Oscar basketball combo cue. Buy or sell that Nebraska men's basketball and women's basketball combined for at least 23 pointers through December 7th. So that's two games for the men, three games for the women. 23 pointers? 23 balls. <laughs> not 23 pointers. 23 pointers. <laughs> if by yourself they score 23 points for the same <laughs> Virginia might not reach that mark, but everyone else. Women women play like what? USC and who this and, weekend? Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's sad. They, it's not like it's a trip. not Holy Cross. It's um, something Someone get grease on that. the horn. Uh, we got USC, Sacred Heart, Sacred and Duke. Heart. How Sacred many Heart. How many you betches do you think we're going to get thrown out there? 
I think we're going to make it. I'm going to buy it. All right. It's I'm with you. four game. Yep. I'm with you. Yep. All right. You guys have been different on exactly one question so far. I don't feel so great far. about it, but I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel fairly confident in this one. What did the men make today? They made six. So they're kind of good for five or six a game. I'm about I'm about a 6.7 out of 10 yeah. confident. So if they if they do that, then they get you halfway there, and the yeah. women just have to make 10 in three games. So That's right. There's yeah. a lot of cactus dip being handled out if they make that That's mark. That's right. It's good stuff. Okay, let's move on to college football with our next question by our cell that – the Ohio State-Michigan game has more points scored in it than the Auburn-Alabama game. And the last time I checked, which was about an hour ago, the lines were the over-under lines were exactly at 50 for both games. Wow. Better weather for Auburn-Alabama. True. Backup quarterback. I'm going to buy it that Ohio State-Michigan scores more than Auburn-Alabama. Okay. Oh man! Oh, give me, give me the that. iron ball. Okay. Very good. Really, just brave of Ben to do that. Very, <laughs> very good stuff. Uh, got another college football cue. Buy or sell that a top five team in the college football playoff poll is beat this week. So you got Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, at Bama. I'm not sure who we listed off a couple of those. Clemson games. plays South Carolina. They do. LSU yeah. plays AM. Georgia plays Georgia Tech. There you go. You guys got it. Do one of those top lose? Or do they stand pat? Mmm. We're man. What's the line on the Iron Bowl? Three? It's close. Three and a half, I think. I'll, yeah. I'll say, I'll say, I'll be boring. You're selling. I'm selling. Greg. Bye. Whoa. Hey. Love hey. it. Which team? Do you want to call your shot? Yeah. No bonus points awarded, but just for well, uh, the sake on, of solidarity. <laughs> I'll give a bonus point if I want to, Tim. Give one to myself. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan. Whoa. Ooh, oh, wow. Interesting. No way. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's biggest fan, Greg Greg Sharp. <laughs> He's got his khakis on in here. Now, oh, I could hey. cover my bets by picking Ohio State tomorrow night in our Big Ten picks. You could. So then yeah. I won't be wrong. Right. Or you're definitely wrong. <laughs> Just cover your bases there. That's great. Yeah. Head your bets. All right. One more college football question by yourself that a Power 5 conference title game is decided by three points or less, obviously excluding. Won't be the ACC. Right. Don't think it'll be the Big Ten. LSU Georgia could be pretty tight. Pac-12. Pac-12 could be pretty tight. Big 12. Oklahoma Bader played a tight one a couple weeks ago, and they're going to rematch here in a week or so. They did. But I'm going to sell it. Okay. Man. Just asking for one of five I'm trying to games. think of what lines will be three or less. Yeah. I bet LSU's about a four or five point favorite. Oklahoma's going to be favored on a neutral field, but probably five or six. Yeah. I'll buy it. Ooh, all right. Well, look at that. Pac-12. No, what my... you can't accuse Ben of of just playing. You know, yeah. Pac-12 is my answer. Playing it safe. Pac-12. Yeah. All right, writing it down. All right, moving on to the National Football League. Buyers sell it. There are at least 131 points scored in the three Thanksgiving games. Those games are the Bears and Lions, uh, absolute spectacular one there. <laughs> uh, Bills, Cowboys, and then the Saints and the Falcons. Falcons. What's the what's the point again? One thirty-one. Yeah. One thirty-one. You want to hear some trivia for tomorrow's Turkey Bowl I'd game? Love to. Undrafted free agent David Blau is going to start for the Lions tomorrow. Oh my! So he'll probably make a big chunk of that 131 points by himself. Yeah, he's probably going to score them all. Yeah, the former Purdue Boilermaker starting for the Detroit Lions <laughs> wow. on Thanksgiving. Wow, Crazy! Wow, wow. Yikes! Um, is it me first? It is you. First, I am man. selling. Like crazy. Okay. Greg, what are you doing? David Blau has just been disrespected. Yeah, I'm going to sell it too. David Blau against Mitchell Trubisky does not get my blood going. (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. Yep. All right. One last question, and it also comes from the NFL. Buy or sell that there are at least 15 penalties in the Browns-Steelers rematch on Sunday. (laughs) 
the Browns are penalized How many? a ton. 15 between the two, two between the two teams, the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, they had 14 in their first game, which included yeah. I don't know how many penalties on that one play. That seems a little high. I'm going to sell. Okay. The Browns are penalized a ton. And I feel like it could be a little chippy. It, oh, it will be. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> be flying. <laughs> will there be another helmet swing? Buy or sell? <laughs> oh, boy. That does seem high. I'll sell it as well. All right. Very good. That's it. That's all. Sweet. You guys were different on about four. It's all right. Four. It's enough. Yeah. Four of the ten. Solid. That's almost half. Enough to make up some ground yeah. if you want, Greg. Very good. Well done. Good, good lines as always from you boys back there. Every practice. We're going to work on it every single day until these guys master it. All season long. There's nothing better as an athlete than being part of something that's bigger than just yourself. And I think these guys are starting to feel that and we'll keep building it. It's time for a Husker football practice report on Sports Nightly. Time to replace your home siding but not sure where to start? Start with JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of the Huskers. JTEC specializes in seamless steel siding and always provides free consultations head coach scott frost meeting with members of the media the fall, the last time we will hear from head coach until our pregame show on black friday coach frost started out by addressing the media explaining how the guys handled the short week yeah they've handled the short week well uh, we still got some work to do on it um, obviously with thanksgiving tomorrow um, we're going to adjust schedules a little bit but uh, we probably need a little extra work yet to make sure we have game plan dialed in and um the guys are committed to doing that. What about the schedule tomorrow? What's it going to look like with the Huskers? Will it anything be different with the holiday? Uh, we're going to kind of keep our regular schedule. So we have a fast Friday practice tomorrow on Thursday. Um, probably have a little extra walkthrough tomorrow. And then it's day before game routine tomorrow night. So um, today is, is uh, Thursday for us and tomorrow's Friday for us, even though tomorrow's Thursday and today's Wednesday. One good thing is this isn't the NFL where one team plays on Sunday and one plays on Monday. Both teams have basically the, the same amount of time to prepare. Iowa was at home for their game last week. Well, the Huskers are on the road, but Nebraska's the home team this year, so Iowa has to do their traveling later in the week. Wasn't bad. We got back at a decent hour Saturday night. We landed at about 11 here in Lincoln from the game from Maryland, so it wasn't an overly late night arrival for the guys last week. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, there, there was a – there might have even been slight preparations beginning for Iowa last week. Right. Uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, one person on staff was in charge of, of getting stuff done perhaps a little earlier than, uh, than maybe they're used to. Uh, what about the offensive lines? Particularly the last few weeks, we've seen an improvement for the Huskers, um, specifically on the ground. But what has Coach Frost seen from that group up front? Yeah, the last couple of weeks, I think we've opened up some bigger holes for guys. Um, I think the offensive line has continued to grow. You know, some of those young guys in the middle uh, have gotten better as the year has gone along and are playing at a higher level. So, But we got our work cut out for us against Iowa. They're really stout against the run. The front four is really good. Uh, back end comes up and tackles really well. So they're going to make us earn it. And uh, we can't just have a good play now and again. We have to be consistent. And then, of course, the piggyback off that, getting uh, something going against a tough run defense. Huskers had to do it against Wisconsin. How do you do that against a team like Iowa? You know, our, our guys are getting better at our kind of our base schemes. Um, and you, you we're going to have to be good on those things against Iowa. Uh, they do a good job knowing their leverage. They, they're physical. Like I said, they get a lot of hats to the football. So I think our guys have improved uh, at technique and some of the – base things that we need to do to move the ball in the run game and it needs to carry over we sure hope that they can put together a similar plan i mean it might not be the exact same scheme you have against with wisconsin because it's a different front uh, iowa's a four-man front they don't vary from that really at all so i mean you hope you can still find some things in a different way but you know similar scheme up front to where you can have that success it's the to me it's the great battle the great chess match of this game Nebraska lives on big plays on their offense. Iowa doesn't give up big plays. So who can get, who can win more of those battles may end up deciding this game. And Coach Frost elaborated a little bit on the Hawkeye defense. It's been an interesting year from a standpoint that we've got in a bunch of games different fronts than what we were expecting, what people have showed. Um, I don't think that's going to happen Friday. Uh, Iowa's good at what they do. They've been running basically the same thing for a long time. They know all the... Um, 
all the plays that have a chance to expose them, and um, they've addressed most of those. So uh, we got to be creative, and we we got to do a good job just getting after them and blocking them and protecting them if we're going to have a chance. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's where it starts. It starts up front. You let that defensive line. I mean, that that's that was the disappointing thing about last year's game from Coach Frost's perspective. From we heard um, was just how big and strong Iowa was compared to Nebraska and how they moved us up front. They lost four starters up front. Now, A.J. Epinesa was not a starter, but really was. But they're not as tall. Those Nelson kids that they had, and they weren't related, but they were both 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, they're not quite that tall, but they've played pretty well this year up front. Well, Epinesa is going to be making lots of money on Sundays yeah. here very, very soon. So uh, what about – we talked a little about it a little earlier on the show about the weather and how that could potentially impact the game. Yeah, that's football in the Big Ten this time of year. Um, not sure what it's going to be like, but the, the forecast looks interesting. So um, we got to have enough in the game plan both ways to, to be able to do whatever we need to do to operate in the conditions. Yeah, it's it, again, we talked about it a little bit in buy-sell too. Not, it's going to rain. It's mm-hmm. going to be miserable. Um, it might come down to who can run the ball. That's right. And the better running team is Nebraska yeah. by quite a bit. What about – Nebraska's run fits that we talked about the Huskers running the ball how about defensively how has that looked recently yeah we had gave up the one touchdown where I don't think our eyes were good in the back end on Saturday um, besides that uh, the, the fits and responsibilities have been a lot better uh, but they're going to have to be again against Iowa they do a great job running the, the ball just like they have every year uh, quarterback can really throw it and they got some good weapons so uh, we need to be on our responsibility and be disciplined and finally, Greg, wrapping it up with a rivalry game, uh, last game of the year. Uh, does Coach Frost see that as a positive for college football and, you know, obviously being a part of that with Iowa? Uh, that's just the way college football works. I think rivalry week is a, is a fun week. It's fun for the fans. Um, we got to approach it the same way, though, and, and try to prepare our guys as well as we can uh, to get them ready, particularly on a short week. Rivalry week and also senior day. So uh, you want to send those guys out the right way as, as you do each year. But, you know, for Coach Frost, a rivalry game, senior day, bowl eligibility, there's a lot on the line this no, week. This is it. For the, I mean, the next two years, Ben, we end with Minnesota. Yeah. Iowa comes off, so it's Minnesota the next two, and then Iowa does come back in a couple of years. So there's plenty to play for. I, I, I'm just going to be shocked if it's not a pretty electric atmosphere on – on Friday for this one between Nebraska and Iowa. All right, there we go. Comments from the head coach today. Wonder how many turkeys are in the oven. Got to be a bunch, right? Why people put do you guys just do turkey them? or do you do ham too? We do turkey. We'll do more ham on the Christmas yeah. meal, but it's turkey. It's, yeah, so I mean, the the thing anymore is like how creative people are getting with cooking those things. They're grilling them. Pellet grill. Grilling. Yeah. Fried. Yup. Oven. Right, all kinds. I mean, it's got. I, saw, I even saw something online about putting like flaming hot Cheetos, like a rub mm. on the turkey. That might be interesting. I would, I would, I would sample that. I would too. I don't know that I'd sacrifice. I mean, it'd have to be one of those small ones. Like if you and I were to go to a store right now and grab a turkey, there's probably like a, you know, a little mini guy yeah. left in there. Yeah. That, yeah, that, the big boys are gone. Yeah, that that's how – you wouldn't want to sacrifice your whole – you wouldn't want to risk your whole bird on something You like walk that. into Hy-Vee right now, you ain't seen any big boys. They're all gone. Picked over. Yep. By this late – this late in the game. All right, now tomorrow we, – we're here tomorrow night. We'll have a full show. We're actually going to replay the Nebraska football show in hour number two, but we'll hear Ben's – a preview of Ben's Cornhusker conversation. We've got to get in our Big Ten picks for the week. Uh, Teddy Greenstein, he's even set aside a few moments to talk to us on Thanksgiving. Uh, we always have Teddy on Thursday nights. And Adam Rittenberg, who we normally have on Monday from ESPN.com, uh, he's going to join us tomorrow night as well to preview the big slate of college games, rivalry week in college football. So if you're out and about be dri- tri- driving tomorrow night, first of all, be careful. So it's be some – nasty weather again tomorrow probably not as big a storm as the one that just went through a couple of days ago but be careful but flip on the radio listen to us we'll entertain you as you make your way back from grandmother's house tomorrow night here on the program and then it's up and running 8 30 on friday morning black friday game with the iowa hawkeyes the opening drive nate Rohr will join me uh, for the opening drive and then ben and brendan will have husker game day here it is final game of the regular season man we wait so long and then it just whew, boy I know. I know. It's crazy. And it's, it's part of the reason why we want them to win so bad on Friday. We want to keep going. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Well, have a, a good Thanksgiving, and, and everybody again be safe out there. Callers and guests into our show. Dot us up on our Sports Nightly Hotline, brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. Full weekend of Husker sports, men's basketball done for a week, but volleyball has home matches both Friday night and Saturday night at the Devaney Center. Saturday night would be normally their senior night. They don't have a senior on that volleyball squad. Uh, then they'll find out their be a pairings. Quick ceremony. It would be very quick. They'll find out their pairings on Sunday. Husker women's basketball, Amy Williams' squad is in Las Vegas. They've got a classic they're playing in. They'll play USC late Friday afternoon and then have a game against Sacred Heart on Saturday. So busy weekend for them. So it's going to be a really busy weekend here at the Husker Sports Network as we uh, power our way through this Thanksgiving weekend. That's going to put a wrap on tonight's show. My thanks to Ben, to Josh, to Tim, and everybody for listening to this one tonight. Travel safe. Happy Thanksgiving. Watch some football, eat some food, spend some time with your families, and we're back here tomorrow night with you. Good night.